Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right! All right! right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? In the Bonus, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're doing well. Getting ready for our playoffs. uh, Playoff weekend. Wild card weekend, as it's known. I think our news of the day is Tua's not going to play, which is not really a surprise, a disappointment nonetheless. We talked about a lot in the radio show. Uh, Just kind of give you, like, one thought is this on, on Tua is can you teach a guy how to fall? Like we've had enough trouble back in the, whether it's Cam Newton, uh, Lamar Jackson does a pretty good job of staying out of people's way, you know, not taking full hits, but you know, some of these quarterbacks that run, can you teach him how to slide? But, but Tua has to learn how to fall. Like I can't remember another quarterback getting ragdolled like that more than once. And even the guys that do, usually they're bigger than him. So part of it is his size and strength and whatever, but you know, all of his concussions and it looks like there's at least two, we don't know about the first one against Buffalo. Um, but the thought is that that's a third one, but all, all three of them are, he was in somebody, you know, somebody grabbed him and threw him to the ground and then his, you know, his head pops and neck, you know, bobbles and hits, hits the turf. And that's what leads the concussion. Like, can you teach a guy to fall? It's a great question. I don't know the answer to that one. Uh, but I, I think 
on a on a Wednesday where we don't have Thursday night football and we do have a complete weekend, a three-day weekend, holiday weekend, where we do have football wall-to-wall. Um, there, there is something that happened last night and something that's happening in college basketball, which relates to what we talked about yesterday. So Kentucky loses yesterday. They don't have Casey Wallace in the second half of the game. Casey Wallace is their best uh, freshman who might be a one and done. I don't know. He's, I'm not as high on him as a pro prospect. I think he's an NBA player, but I don't think he's a first round pick or I just, I think he's a really good role player, but whatever. Um, He's a very important piece of what they do. He didn't play in the second half. They lose to South Carolina who had lost to Tennessee by 43 on Saturday. That really happened. Uh, Transit property doesn't work in sports. So no, Tennessee isn't, uh, what would that be? Three, 46 points better than Kentucky. But I do think that there's there, there's something at work because tonight's big game and a, a game with remarkable depth of, of talent is Arkansas taking on Alabama in the SEC. Arkansas and Alabama signed a combined nine top 50 kids. It's crazy, nine. And uh, both are very good. And I think NIL in the SEC has evened out the basketball playing field some. Remember, it's not just the NIL. They also hired high-priced coaches. They've redone facilities, all with that football money. But because the you know football, in terms of NIL, is a lot more intricate. There's a lot more guys. It's a lot harder to kind of get that thing started. Basketball, it's not. And Musselman and Nate Oates have found a way to, to get players through recruiting, but also keep players through NIL. And they have better talent in Kentucky. Better talent than Kentucky. What were you asking me, Jay Stu? Like what? What, what, were you, what were your thoughts that you wanted to ask me about Kentucky? No, I was just wondering uh, how big a deal this was, and is Kyle Perry going to keep his job? And what is he not doing that he used to do well? Well, I think um, uh, first thing is you know it's 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 easy to play cards when you got kings and aces, right? And um, you know, he's had teams with, he had a team with Eric Bledsoe and John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, one basketball team. Like, wow. Now they didn't even get to a final four. And one reason they didn't get to the final four is the same reason they have issues now. Um, but those guys, you know, next year he has one coming in, but a lot of those guys haven't gone to college the past couple of years, or maybe they've stayed close to home. They're still fighting with Duke for for some of these one and dones. Now they're fighting with other schools in the SEC. So I think it's a combination. It's never one thing. But stick with me for a second. Here's here's all the things. The first thing is that the SEC has invested a ton of resources into basketball. You know, Auburn gets new arena, gets Bruce Pearl, uh, and they've been rewarded with a Final Four. You know, Uh, Alabama does not have a new arena, but they've, They've done a lot. Um, and, you know, they have a beautiful practice facility, but they went out and got Nate Oates and they have a very, uh, obviously part of the NIL thing with football. They've been able to mirror some with basketball. Arkansas, they go and hire Eric Musselman, who is a red hot coach and he has been fantastic, but they've also, you know, they have, uh, what is it? Uh, is it JBL Hunt? Is that what it is? JBL Hunt? Yeah, the trucking uh, is seen as one of the big players in their NIL. So, I mean, there's a reason. 
They have dynamic coaches, young, active recruiters uh, that 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 play a much more a 2023 offensive style, and they have the support of the community in the NIL. Those two things, in addition to which, you know, it's like G League Ignite has Scoot Henderson, who's the best American prospect. On a normal year, he's at Duke or at Kentucky. Now he's in the G League. So I think the fact that they don't have as good a player as they've had, but they do have guys that are back. Three of their starters were starters last year and good players. Jacob Toppin, Oscar Shibway, and Xavier Wheeler. They haven't improved. So they, they haven't valued shooting nearly as much as they should. They haven't gotten the top five prospects, which are really the only kind of game-changing guys like Brandon Miller at Alabama. And they don't have a culture of changing and evolving your game because most players, they come there and they're there for nine months and then they're out and they're in the NBA. So it's not like you're reworking somebody's shot. It's not like you're allowing for the general normal progression of, hey, first year you play 10 minutes a game, second year you play 20 minutes a game, third year you play 28 minutes a game, fourth year you're an All-American. Like those days are over. Um, But... They do have guys that are back from last year because one, they missed on some people. Two, it's made recruiting harder with NIL. And three, you have guys back. You have to develop them. So there's not a culture of player development. Uh, their offense is kind of stale. And then the guys they have back haven't gotten better. Maybe you've gotten worse. And there you go. Does that answer your question? I think so. I think that means that also it, it the, answers the, the question. Terms, I, I think maybe we'll, kind of we'll, on we'll, a. We'll, we'll, Go ahead. On a higher level, on a higher level, you know, kind of hitting the headlines here, is is Kentucky suffering from the same things that other major like football programs are suffering through? Just kind of that an inability to, um, you know, exist or I guess you you would say assimilate themselves Coexist. in this new structure. Uh, no, that's like Stanford. Cal, Northwestern, Vandy, smart schools are really hard. Uh, small private schools, hard, right? I mean, what's happened to the ACC? That, that, that's what happened. Um, but I think that the fact that the talent has... So, so here's the thing. One, it's harder to win with freshmen. Not just because it's like it's, it hits you on both ends. The top five guys, and there's not always five like game changers, Right. There's one game. Brandon Miller is a game changer. He plays at Alabama, but but there's not more than like five to six game changers for you on in a given year. Sometimes there's one or two more. Oftentimes there's one or two less. So that's the first thing. The, the second thing. Uh, so when you're not getting those guys, those guys don't contribute nearly as much early. Even those guys kind of struggle sometimes assimilating early. And then by the end of their freshman year, they're kind of like quasi sophomores. Uh, other programs are able to get guys to transfer up. I mean, there's a, a kid at, at Alabama. His name's Mark Sears. He's from Alabama, but he went to Ohio U, starred for two years, and now he's he's an all SEC level player. So some of that is you have to on your staff, you have to be able to evaluate who's in the portal and how do they fit in, and then you have to value shooting. You know, you have to value shooting and you have to value, you have to, I think outside of Oscar Shibway, they have the right look defensively. They're long, they're athletic, they have tough kids, they have smart kids. 
So I, I think they're evaluating on kind of checking the athletic boxes more than some of the skill boxes, but they do not shoot the basketball well, and that's a huge thing. And they just don't have the space, the space to do what they want. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. Let's get to what the Fox said. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say? Craig Carton said this about Jerry Jones' comments regarding Mike McCarthy. From no to maybe. No. <laughs> kind of seems like no, no, maybe. Uh, listen, there's a lot of ways to lose a football game, right? Running backs fumble the ball, quarterbacks throw interceptions, defensive players miss tackles, and yeah, coaches can make bad decisions that are causally effective of you losing a game. 
But I don't know what else this guy's got to do. And I can't remember in my lifetime a winning coach like Mike McCarthy, who every single year, it feels like he's on the hot seat. Now, to Jerry Jones's credit, he was very loyal to Jason Garrett. Mm -hmm. He let Jason Garrett stay there well longer than anybody thought he would. Mike McCarthy obviously has not won a playoff game. That's a problem, right? But the guy wins 12 games a year. What else do you want the guy to do? Uh, the, the problem is uh, they're in a, a division where, which this year has, what, three playoff teams, right? They got three playoff teams in that division. Um, what else do you want the guy to do? I think it's a lot of the end-of-game decision-making. I think it's the fact that everybody knows they have a ton of talent. Um, and I, I think that Jerry, what he's saying, though he may truly believe it, um, I think he's probably listened to some people in that there is no win in putting any question in regards to his coaching before the game. You can still fire him. You can still change. You can still pivot, but there is no, it does, it does any, no one any good to say, well, we'll evaluate at the end of the season because that's always taken as, well, oh, he's going to get fired. So I think this is Jerry kind of playing the game. This is Colin Cowherd talking about Justin Fields and the so-called highlight quarterbacks. When I was a kid growing up, Howard Cosell in the 70s gave you highlights of the games at halftime of Monday Night Football. And then ESPN created Sports Center, So you got highlights at Sunday night. And now we have our phones. We all have Sports Center. It makes Sports Center less relevant. You don't have to wait until Monday to do games. And so we all have our own little sports centers, and we sit there watching highlights over and over and over, and we fall in love with highlights. That is like 5% of quarterback play. Is Justin Fields going to audible you out of trouble? You can keep blaming the O-line and the receivers, but is he going to audible you out of trouble? Is he going to audible you into yards? Is his footwork getting better? Reading the field? Are his mechanics stabilized? And the answer may be yes to all of these. I'm 60-40, I think it will work. But I do notice this. I think it's the big mistake with Zach Wilson, who I never bought into him. I didn't like his footwork. I didn't like his size. I thought he was undisciplined. I thought he was a cowboy. He was doing 8-9 pretty well. One through six, I didn't buy at all. So that's where we are today. I, I, I would still, still, they got some draft picks here. I'd still support him. I want to see 17 more games. Uh, so if the question is, Am I, am I into Justin Fields as a quarterback? R- remember, Ryan Poles, their new general manager, did not draft him. Uh, but if Justin Fields can be just good enough, uh, just good enough, you can build an entire team around him while you decide. And this all comes back, back from they got the number one overall pick and Poles said he'd have to be blown away. And I've heard people you know, be critical of those comments, you got to say Justin Fields. Like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You're in a position of power, of leverage. You're trying to figure out, do I want to take the pick or trade the pick? And the position of the most value is quarterback. And you got to go, I don't know, maybe. So I think you listen to all offers. Does somebody want Justin Fields? What's your evaluation on on whether or not he can be a guy who can, uh, who can read a defense well enough, can be accurate enough? Because the running stuff is great, but it goes away rather quickly and people do adjust to it. You got to be able to, to, to read, read a defense, be accurate, throw the ball into tight windows, move, move the chains up. But uh, athletic quarterbacks like a Justin Fields, 
Um, sometimes it's like the why they why high school stars don't develop is because they can just run away from their problems and it doesn't matter. On the other hand, an athletic quarterback, as we've seen, can move the chains and you can play be really effective in the red zone because you're playing 11-11. This is my long way of saying, I don't know what Ron, uh, Ryan Poles thinks. I haven't thought that Justin Fields is accurate enough and I think the running isn't always a great thing because oftentimes you are going to get hit, you are going to get hurt. But it's their, their they got to do their due diligence and evaluate. And if they think, you know, he's okay, he's pretty good, he's an incredible runner and a good person, we'll just build a sick team around him, much like the Eagles, and allow him to develop. That That's kind of my working best guess. Uh, this is uh, Brady Quinn talking about the Bucks and Cowboys matchup. Remember, they started the season in Dallas, they won that game yep. versus the Cowboys. So now you got them coming to your house. You should feel really confident about that. The, the number of bets now are coming in on Tampa, and that line's come down, and it's maybe shifted the money some, but a lot of the sharp money right now is on Dallas at two and a half. You know, so I think that three that Tampa Bay um, was, was getting now is a looking a, a little different at two and a half. If Dallas loses the way they did last year, which people tend to forget, when clock <laughs> trying to do a quarterback issues. draw to go get an extra like 15, 20 yards to throw a closer Hail Mary type play and the clock running out. Like, did we all forget how that ended for them last year? I didn't. It, it's, it's why I kind of walk into this and just go, I, I don't know how much between the, the matchup week one in Dallas that they lost the way Dallas has looked, and even then, just think about how the season ended last year, and Tampa's getting points at home. I don't know. I, I feel like I'd like to take the points right now. Um, I do, too. I do, too, because there's, there's nothing that the Cowboys have shown us that say against a Tom Brady, a, that level of quarterback on the road in a must win, they will get it done. Um, Tampa has issues of their own. I don't know how they protect Brady. And he hasn't been great all season long. And, and like, it's like, we're sitting here talking about the Cowboys and like, okay, well, when did the, when did the Buccaneers look so great consistently? That said, I don't think it's crazy to take a home dog like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What does the fuck say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific on Fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening jason who's annoying and now it's your annoying doug um well i think we talked a little bit about this yesterday because dan and you went to the went to the uh, championship game monday but uh i'm seeing more and more news articles coming out about uh the wetness of sofi on monday so for those that are, who aren't for, totally familiar, um, you know, the rain came down. The rain had been coming down for a couple of days. SoFi Stadium hosted the national title again on a Monday night, and that became kind of a thing that people kept getting wet. Well, the, the concourse underneath, presumably, the, um, the, this, this kind of hybrid dome, not dome thing, had gotten wet, and the actual surface of this concourse is not like great for getting wet. In other words, people who attended the game on Monday night and I don't I don't like laughing at, but they needed to be like stretchered off in some 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 situations. Like multiple people were getting hurt slipping on this surface that became wet because of the rain and I'm thinking, man, I I think they paid like 5 billion dollars for that stadium. Or a Cronky did. You'd think the engineers would have figured out a way to have a surface that would be con- conducive to wetness. Uh, so you're annoying the person that that didn't put thought into this. Yeah, I mean it's it's a weird. They're like there's a design flaw. I don't know if you guys you know this. So so a lot of these stadiums have like a design flaw, right? And um, Cowboy uh, Cowboy Stadium, which was a a miracle of you know modern architecture when it opened right? $1 billion. The design flaw is that they have those windows that face the West. So when you play afternoon games, which the Cowboys always do like the sun is right in somebody's eyes. And sometimes it hurts the home team. Oops. Um, Indy's new dome, right? They used to have the RCA dome. Now they have, was it Lucas oil field? It's still Lucas oil field. Yeah, I think it's Lucas oil field. 
they it it has a, it has a roof that opens and closes. They almost always play with it closed. But there was a I think an event or a preseason game where they had like a pop up thunderstorm didn't close it in time, and they don't have any drainage on the field. Oops, right. So they all seem to have one, and this seems to be, be be one that. How did you not? I mean, I I get it. Like it doesn't rain in California. When I, or the first time I moved back, Jay Stu, 2012, 2014, here 20 months, it never rained during daylight hours in the nearly two years that I was here. You know, it, occasionally, occasionally you'd wake up and your um, uh, your your car would be would be would be damp like you'd have a little sprinkle but that was back in a one of the, the previous drought and it didn't rain so i do understand that sometimes you can overlook the weather and as i tell people like we have seasons here we have the good one uh but rain does happen and that is a noted design flaw of the most expensive building sports uh sports facility ever built doug, uh give me somebody else doug do you know what else what other place had a major design flaw what the Death Star? It did. It, I mean, did. they had that port, and only you had to shoot those tor- tor- proton torpedoes in it, and then, of course, it blew the whole thing up. My question to you is: When Jason and I went to the game that you so kindly uh, helped us to get into, um, I we saw water dripping from our seats, and I asked Jason, like, "Is it raining in here?" And so there is obviously something else going on besides just coming in from the side. I, you think it's also dripping from the ceiling, like from the actual roof, like there's water being able to get through the top because it was literally right, Jason. It was it was dripping in On front of certain us. Certain seats, yes, it was dripping. Yeah, yeah. That, it, it's it's a weird one. Yeah, it's a weird one. I thought when they went, well, I thought when I saw the original design, it was going to be like a glass roof, you know. Yeah, and it feels like it's some sort of yeah. thin sheath. Yes, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. But uh, but John makes a good point. I mean, when uh, when Family Guy did their Star Wars, um, which is a brilliant movie, um, they have Stewie as Darth Vader, and one of his you know top guys told him about this design flaw in the Death Star. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's a pretty significant design flaw, and then he kills the guy. Uh, so uh, the second most annoying thing today, uh, Aubrey Huff is back in the news. Oh. Aubrey. Um, really? Yeah. Aubrey was canceled from Twitter. So Aubrey's a former giant uh, DH or giant first baseman that won a couple World Series rings back in the, I don't know, 2010s, I guess is what back you call it day. now. Back in the day. That's yeah. That was a bait line. Um, and, you know, he, um, he'd been kicked off Twitter during the pandemic because I guess he had some things you're not supposed to say about uh, the vaccine and whatnot. He, he's, he's been a loud mouth. Well, um, he took to Twitter just today with some amazing smack um so what's his name brandon belt got signed by the uh, blue jays um and aubrey huff goes to twitter and says uh anyone have a daughter that could play first base hit 213 for the season with eight home runs and 24 rbis yeah you could make 9.3 million dollars playing for the blue jays so he just cracks aubrey huff he cracks the blue jays the interesting thing is um, somebody on Twitter pointed out that uh, that in 2012, Aubrey Huff hit 192 with one home run and made 10 million dollars. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so I was thinking to kind of uh, close the loop from yesterday's. That's annoying. 
somebody should go on Twitter and be like, "Don't give me what aboutism. Don't 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 throw what aboutism into ah. this argument." <laughs> uh, so Aubrey Huff, you're annoying for uh, for I guess that tweet. It's great smack, but it's hard to to talk and to to uh, argue with the person that brought the example that directly contradicts that. That's that's a that's a good one. You got one more? Yeah, and then uh, so this is the big one for me today. Okay, JJ Watt. It was all over Twitter last night because um, I guess Hard Knocks did their final episode or something. Hard Knocks in season with the Cardinals. And J.J. Watt had this incredible moment where T.J. Watt was brought in on the team meeting and they they had a, a kind of a ceremony of sorts. And it was made into a big deal. So, of course, that was repurposed on Twitter. And then we had to celebrate J.J. Re, uh, Watt's retirement again last night. And this feels like... Um, the female in your life that the birthday has become the birth month. Like we're going to, we're going to draw this out. We're going to do it every single weekend. It's going to be something different. Um, and it also feels like JJ Watt is the person on Facebook that says, Hey, thank you for all those birthday wishes yesterday so that he could then get birthday witches today. So well, he could bring get, attention. Get anybody who didn't. Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, 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 wants to, he wants to keep continuing celebrating this retirement. I don't know if it's J.J. Watt that's annoying in this, because I don't know how much he's brought on this, but like this whole thing is annoying. I'm done with J.J. Watt's retirement. Great player. He'll go to the Hall of Fame. That's, an, that's enough. We're good. Yeah, that's, there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good ones today, and you're annoying. <laughs> Anymore. That's it. Hmm. Ramos, who do you think is the most annoying? Oh, there's a lot of good ones there. I agree with you. I would say the uh, the flaw in a $10 billion or whatever it is stadium. <laughs> that seems to be a big thing when you spend that much money. But I guess it was a public fund, right? So I'm kind of leaning. No, it wasn't. It was private. Yeah, private. So, so I guess it's not really on, on us. So it's not really a bad thing. For, if we had to pay for that, then, yeah, that'd be a big thing, I guess. Uh, what are you leaning toward, Doug? I'm leaning towards Aubrey Huff, right? Okay. Especially yeah. <laughs> considering he hit 198 and got $10 million, didn't he? He did. Aubrey Huff. But that's what about it. Finish him. All right, so Doug, I, I want to I make sure before we get to this, you have not seen the Eddie Murphy thing, right? I have not. Okay, perfect. So I want to get your organic reaction to this. It happened last night. I was in stitches. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And then I had Bo Benson, our guy. He 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 uh, he found the uncensored version. So let's do because we can. Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. All right, this is Eddie Murphy at the Golden Globes, right? Right. He received the uh, DeMille Award, I guess, kind of a lifetime achievement thing. The uh, acceptance speech was pretty boring and unfunny, like like his career. But, like, uh, he did say this at the end. I'm going to wrap it up and just say something to all the new up-and-coming dreamers and artists that are in the room tonight. I want to let you know that there is a, a definitive blueprint that you can follow to achieve success, prosperity, longevity, and peace of mind. It's a blueprint, and I followed it my whole career. It's very simple, there's three things, you just do these three things. Pay your taxes, mind your business, and keep Will Smith's wife's name out your fucking mouth! 
pretty good. It's pretty good. Why we play it for you? <laughs> because we can. Because we can. That's really good. Really good. The uh, the Golden Gloves, oh, by the way. Like? Did you watch? Did you watch this, the uh, ceremony no. at all? Uh, not, not, no. I, Who hosted? Well, that's the thing. Um, a, a comedian, a gay comedian, gay black comedian hosted it. And the first 15 minutes are so cringeworthy because... The gay black comedian, and I'm, I can't think of his name, um, spent the 15 minutes talking about why he accepted the role as the face of um, the black face of the um, Hollywood Hollywood Foreign Press. The because, foreign, the, you, yeah, Hollywood Foreign Press. Yeah. Because they canceled the, the, the they didn't do a ceremony all last year because in the history of their. Uh, of their committee or their organization, they've never once had a black person. And so they had to do a reorganization and, and awareness and cancel the rewards last year. And this comedian spent the first 15 minutes making that point. Uh, Gerard, Gerard Carmichael, Carmichael, Gerard or Jared Carmichael. Jared Carmichael, yeah. Um, cringeworthy stuff. Like he was really taking it to the Hollywood Forum Press. Um, so that's worth watching if you get a chance to. And then I just like awards anyways. I like awards season. I want to see what movies I need to go out and, and watch as we uh, build up to the Oscars here. Well, I mean, Ricky Gervais was so good. He did, what, How many times did he do it? Five times? At least. He's the best. <clears throat> the best. The best. That, that's a bummer that it wasn't funny. Because that, that's like a no-holds-barred. You can say whatever you want. Like, again, if you want funny... Watch Ricky Gervais's opens at the Golden Globes. Yeah, because he would just he would torch everybody in the audience. It was incredible. Everybody, nobody was safe, even himself. It was so good. This guy Gerard so did have a great joke. He said, uh, "Hey, I want to thank the uh, the um, Beverly Hills Hilton, the hotel that killed Whitney Houston, oh, no. for hosting this." <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That was on okay. NBC too, right? That was like not on like TNT. On a or... Tuesday night, yeah. yeah it's usually Ouch. on a Sunday. That's that's like painfully unfunny. I don't know. Gervais's stuff is so fun. Like actually, when I have five minutes, like I like to watch it just because he's so good. Have you ever watched the the, the British version of The Office? That he started? I have. I watched the first season, and I didn't get the chance to move on past that. But, yes, it's exceptionally funny, yes. Why did why'd we play that for you? Because we can. Okay, pick of the day comes from the Big East. I like Marquette, who's a home dog to UConn. UConn, very good club, but they, like, they don't really have a true ball-handling point guard. And Marquette, Shaka Smart, who's going to join me on uh, all ball, uh, he, he obviously likes to pressure with this club. I think Marquette wins fairly handily. They're a two-and-a-half-point dog. Give me Marquette. You're welcome. All right, that's it for the In the Bonus podcast. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Check out my podcast called All Ball. Great storytelling. Uh, you're going to love it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the radio or, uh, or in the bonus. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.